Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I want to direct your attention to the book of Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27 to all of our guests that are here today, whether you're in person or watching online. We thank you for being here with us at the Life Church. There's nothing else like being in the house of God. So you cannot compare anything to being in God's presence among God's people. And we're truly blessed here in the United States of America to be able to worship God freely, at least still. Now we are blessed to be able to come to the house of the Lord without fear of any repercussions. It is truly an honor to be in the house of God. Amen. To all of our guests that are with us, we are so delighted that you're with us today. Amen. Give honor to the Cantrells. Amen. Thank the Lord for them. Just last week we were preaching in North Carolina and they had all the missionaries up with there. There's a newsletter from the Cantrells. We said, there you go. There's TLC right there representing, but we love and give honor to the Cantrells. Praise God. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. I want to direct your attention to verses 39 to 43. I apologize that I do not have a traditional after Thanksgiving message. I know that this is the Christmas season, but I don't necessarily have a Christmas message today. But I do feel that the Lord impressed upon me a couple months ago with a word for TLC. Now, I just assumed that that word would be given in 2022, but I feel like the Lord has us here today to remind the home folk that God is taking us somewhere. I said, God is taking the life church somewhere. We're about to see the greatest revival that Kansas City has ever seen in the history of this city. And I know there have been many great revivals in years past, but I'm telling you right now that the Life Church of Kansas City, you haven't seen anything else. I said, you haven't seen anything yet. God's about to do some great things that are about to amaze us. God's about to do some things that are going to be exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. You've been praying some prayers. There have been some things that have been spoken in prayer, but the Holy Ghost has sent me here to tell you today that God's about to exceed what you've been praying praying about. God's about to exceed what you have been thinking. If you believe that, can somebody shout hallelujah? So if you allow me to here today, I just want to minister to you a word from the Lord. The Bible says that to those that are perishing, the preaching of the cross is foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Aren't you thankful for salvation? Can somebody shout amen? So Matthew chapter 27, verses 39 through 43, the Bible tells us that after Jesus was crucified, that those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, you who destroyed the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and elders said, he saved others himself. He cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now 
if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Those who are passing through the city of Jerusalem, blaspheme, shaking their heads, saying, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. The religious leaders, those who knew the word of God, they too said, if you are the king of Israel, why don't you come down from the cross? But how many of you are thankful today that Jesus did not come down from the cross? Is anybody thankful here this morning? Just for a few moments from this passage of scripture, I want to preach to you on this subject. Don't come down. Don't come down. And as our pastor likes to say, if you're going to help me preach by saying amen one time, you may be seated. My wife and kids, they love this time of the year. My wife can do Christmas all throughout the year. Matter of fact, they can listen to Christmas music and many times they do throughout the year. I have to be honest with you. It takes me to get to Thanksgiving and then I get into the mood. But I have to be honest, we were listening to some Christmas music on the way here. And one of my favorites is the Carpenters. If you don't like the Carpenters, you need to come to the altar here. But Karen Carpenter, she likes to, to sing the song. It's that time of year when the world falls in love. Every song you hear seems to say, Merry Christmas. Turn to somebody and say, Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year that we tend to focus on the birth of Christ as we should. But can I submit to you here this morning that this time of the year reminds us that Jesus Christ was born with a mission. He was born with an assignment. The Bible says when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law. Jesus said of himself that it was for this purpose I came. Can I remind us today that Jesus came to bring us salvation. I said he came to go to a cross to die for our sins so that we can be forgiven, set free, and filled with the power of his Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the wonderful salvation of the Lord. If you're thankful for salvation, can you clap your hands and can somebody shout amen? Jesus came on purpose, with a mission and for a purpose. As Christ was in the earth, can I submit to you here today that as Christ was, here on this earth, so also is the church. The only Jesus that this world is going to see is through you. Amen. The life church, can I remind you that the church exists to continue on the mission of Jesus Christ. We have been called to encourage people to be reconciled to God. Turn somebody and say, be reconciled to God. This is the mission that God has the life church on. But the enemy is going to try to do everything that he can to discourage, to hinder, and to try to halt the mission that God has called us to. But can I remind somebody here today that it doesn't matter what the weapon is that the enemy may try to form against the life church, it will not prosper. 
I said it does not matter, amen, what scheme the enemy may try to draw up, amen. God has the life church on a mission and God is going to do what he desires to do through this local assembly. It's going to be for the glory of his name. It does not matter what the enemy may try to throw our way. God has got us on a mission and we're going to accomplish that mission. If you believe that, can somebody clap your hands and can somebody shout amen? The Bible tells us that right after Jesus entered into his ministry, the enemy tried to get him to abort his mission. He was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness while fasting. At the end of those 40 days, Satan tried his best to get Jesus to abort the mission and abdicate his authority. Matter of fact, Luke records in his gospel that Satan tried to get Christ to turn a stone into bread. Then he tried to get him to worship him. And finally, he tried to get him to take his life prematurely. Each time Jesus combated the enemy's attempts with the word, even when the enemy tried to misuse the word, Luke wrote that the enemy brought Jesus to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Satan said, if you are the son of God. Throw yourself down from here. And then he attempted to quote a scripture from Psalm. But once again, Jesus fended off the enemy with the word. The Bible says that when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed for a season. He departed for a more opportune time. Can I remind us here today that the enemy wants to give you, amen, a complex he wants to somehow try to discourage you. He wants to somehow try to get you to a place where you will abdicate the God-given authority that you have been given. That you will somehow try to stop or abort the mission that God has you on. The enemy will try to do everything that he can to get you to give up. Amen. To get you to, to stop. Amen. Trying to accomplish what God has called you to do. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. There are times when I get to preach and my words get fumbled up and I realize the Holy Ghost is trying to stop me and trying to get a word in here beyond my human thinking. Can I just stop right here to tell somebody that over this course of this year and during this pandemic, the enemy has tried to get you, amen, off course. He's trying to get you discouraged so he can stop you from what God has called you to do. Some individual in this place, you feel unworthy, amen. You don't feel like you can offer anything to the kingdom of God, but the devil is a liar. The reason and why you are here today is because God needs you in the kingdom. He wants you, amen. He wants to use your talents and he wants to use your abilities. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil cause you, amen, and want to give up. I come and tell somebody now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to throw in the towel, but now is the time to say, devil, you're not going to stop me for what God has called me to do. You're not going to stop me from my purpose. God's got a plan for my life and I'm not going to back down. I said, does anybody feel that way here today? Come on, somebody clap your hands and somebody lift up your voice and somebody magnify the name of Jesus, right? Can I just preach for a second? Amen. In 2019, November of 2019, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Amen. And said, if the American church was not awakened in 2020, it would be. The Holy Ghost said, if the American church is not awakened in 2020, it would be. Little did we know what we would go through in 2020, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen, in 2021. If people are not awakened, 
then Lord help us. We are getting closer to the coming of the Lord. Amen. The Bible tells us that perilous times shall come. And ladies and gentlemen, as we have seen here in America, we have gone from pandemic to pandemonium. Perilous times have already come, but the Bible also says that in the last days, God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. We are living in the greatest times, amen, of the church. But can I tell you that the enemy knows that his time is short and he's going to try to do everything that he can to keep people from the house of God. He's going to try to do everything that he can to cause people to become disconnected. Amen. He's going to try to do everything that he can to discourage us from making disciples. But somebody needs to understand what time it is. The Bible says that knowing the time that now it is high time to arise, to awake out of sleep is time for somebody to say, you know what? God has me here on this earth for a reason so I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to do. I'm going to do amen what God has connected me to the light church to do. I'm going to do my does anybody feel that way here today? I wonder can you stand to your feet? Can somebody put your hands together once again and can you lift up your voice and give God praise right Thank you, Pastor, for your prayers. Amen. Before service, I felt released in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Last year of November. Amen. It was during the election, and this is no reflection on the outcome of the elections, but last year during the elections, I was in prayer. I'm not spiritual like I need to be, but I was praying that whole, thank you, Pastor. I was praying the whole entire day. Amen. I was calling on the Lord that whole entire day. But somewhere around midnight, the Holy Ghost came upon me. Somewhere between midnight and four o'clock, amen, that morning, the Holy Ghost came upon me. And I began to dance and I began to shout. And it wasn't because of what any, there was not, no outcome or, 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 or whatsoever. But I began to dance and I began to shout in the spirit. And then all of a sudden, I went into a deep intercession. I hadn't gone to that, that, that deep of an intercession in a while. But I went to a deep intercession. And then when I came out of that deep intercession, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, for the churches that are preparing, there are three things that you are to let them know. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, amen, the Life Church is preparing. The Life Church is one of those churches that God can trust with. Amen. The, the harvest that he is going to bring. I cannot tell you right now that, that what is happening in our country, the Lord is preparing people. Amen. He's getting us to a point where we realize that we must be totally dependent upon him. I said we must be totally dependent upon the Lord. To those that are preparing, ladies and gentlemen, there is going to be opposition. And we have witnessed opposition. Amen. There's going to be increased persecution. But can I tell somebody, amen, that the devil only fights those that he fears. I said the enemy only fights those that he fears. He fought the early church. But the Bible tells us that even when, amen, opposition came against the early church, it caused the gospel to spread all throughout the known world. And what's about to happen, ladies and gentlemen, even though there's going to be opposition, God's about to set up his people. He's about to make a distinction between his people in these last days. Uh, amen. People are going to know those who are the people of God and those who are the world. God is about to set up his people in a mighty way. And we're about to see the greatest revival that we have ever seen before. Does anybody believe that? Can somebody clap your hands and can somebody shout hallelujah? Can I tell somebody that the enemy wants you to give up before you accomplish what God has called you to do? He won't give up until he gets you to try to give in. 
And if he can't get you to give up today, he'll just wait until more opportune time. But I come to tell somebody that you don't have to give up. I come to tell somebody this house that you don't have to give in. I come to tell somebody watching online that you don't have to come down. The Bible says that you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. I said you can resist the devil and he will flee. You can overcome the attempts of the enemy trying to get you to cave in. I come and tell somebody that you don't have to throw in the towel. You don't have to give in. But you can be an overcomer. You can be victorious. Come on somebody. I am going to see a victory. Does anybody believe that you're going to see a victory in your family? Does anybody believe that you're going to see a victory in your marriage? Does anybody believe that you're going to see a victory in your school? Does anybody believe that you're going to see a victory in your workplace? Does anybody believe that you're going to see a victory in this community. Does anybody believe that God's going to give us victory in this city? If you believe it, can you clap your hands once again and can somebody declare it? Hallelujah. The word of the Lord provides us with many examples of those who overcame the attempts of their adversaries who tried to get them to stop doing what God called them to do. The way that they overcame was through prayer, the prophetic word, and the spirit. Through courage and through obedience. The scriptures give us an understanding. Some individuals that I want to bring to your attention here today. One of those individuals who chose not to stop doing what he knew to do was right in the sight of the Lord was Daniel. When faced with the threat of being thrown into the den of lions, unless he ceased from prayer, the Bible tells us that Daniel persisted and he remained faithful to God. The Bible says that he continued to pray in his upper room, windows open, giving thanks to God despite the consequences set by an envious group of lawmakers. The good news is the Lord delivered Daniel. I said the Lord delivered Daniel. And if the Lord delivered Daniel, he will deliver his people who won't bend to the pressure of the adversary, but instead bend their knee to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. Does anybody believe that the Lord knows how to deliver his people out of temptation? Does anybody believe that the Lord knows how to deliver the godly? Can you clap your hands and can somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Daniel refused to compromise, but instead he remained committed. Another individual who showed courage in the face of opposition was Nehemiah. He had a burden to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem in approval from the king. But when the opposition heard about it, the Bible says that they tried to stop him. At first, they tried to discourage him. Then they tried to hinder him. Finally, they tried to halt the work. They even tried to cook up, cook up a deceptive scheme to bring him down and to harm him. But through discernment, he boldly declared, Nehemiah said these words to his opposition. He said, I am doing a great work and cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? Four times he answered them in the same manner. I am not going to come down. Me and these men, amen, those who are preparing, amen, to repair this wall, we're not coming down from what God has called us to do. And the Bible says that they eventually finished completing, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem at a record pace in less than two months by the help of the Lord. And when their adversaries saw it completed, they were defeated 
because they knew that it was accomplished by divine assistance. I come to tell somebody here today, I come to remind the life church that when you stay up, instead of coming down, the Lord will give you divine assistance. I say when you refuse to compromise, when you refuse to give in to the pressure that the enemy is trying to use the plots and the schemes, when you refuse to come down, but you stay up and you continue to do what God has called you to do, he will give divine assistance. I felt in prayer yesterday, the Holy Ghost spoke to me to tell TLC, amen, of KC, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, God is about to give the Life Church of Kansas City divine assistance. I said, God is about to give us divine assistance. I know he's helped us. Uh, amen. We haven't made it here on our own. It's been by the help of the Lord. Uh, but I've come to tell you that something supernatural is about to take place. Uh, I said, something supernatural is about to happen. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands? Uh, and can somebody declare it? Lord, I believe it. It's about to happen. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Let me just say it like this. The Bible tells us that Nehemiah was tasked with rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. But Zerubbabel was tasked with rebuilding the temple. But it was not without its fair share of opposition. Zerubbabel had a fight on his hands. But the Lord gave him some prophetic words through Zechariah and through Haggai. Amen. I feel right now in the fear of the Lord. Amen. To say to the light church. Amen. To speak to our pastor. To speak amen to our assistant pastor. To speak to this congregation. To tell you amen what Zechariah declared in the Holy Ghost. He said this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of the Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple and his hands shall finish it also. I said the enemy has come against the light church, but the hands that have laid the foundation is going to be completed. God's going to see it through. Come on, it's not by our own might. It's not by our own power. But the Spirit of God is about to do something among us. Come on, somebody stand to your feet if you believe it. Come somebody put your hands together and somebody magnify the name of Jesus, right? Amen. The Lord told the prophet Haggai, he says, speak now to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, the high priest, and be strong, all of you people of the land, says the Lord, and work for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. And then he said, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Yes, it's a pandemic. Yes, there's been economic uncertainty, but yes, you're going to finish strong. Why? Because the silver is mine, says the Lord, and the gold is mine, says the Lord, and the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace. 
I said not only in this sanctuary, but also in the children's amen wing, also in the event center, there's going to be peace. There's going to be peace. There's going to be peace. Come on, somebody. It all belongs to God. The Lord is going to provide for you. Yes, you've gone through some things financially, but God's about to bless you exceeding abundantly. Amen. It's gonna, your cup is about to run over. Does anybody believe that in this place? Come on, somebody claim what God's got for us. Somebody claim what God has got for us. Well, praise God. Brother Caleb, a couple weeks ago, we were in Connecticut. Matter of fact, at the beginning of this month, we were in Connecticut. We were preaching for the Harveys. And um, Sister Harvey is the granddaughter of the late Brother A.D. Urshan, a Pentecostal pioneer. They're in a building program. And man, it just so happened, amen, that while we were there, the regional director for Europe, Brother Mike Tuttle, was in town because of a funeral. And he stayed over that Sunday. And um, he got up to share some testimonies of what was happening over in Europe through our missionaries, how God was giving us revival in the, even in the midst of a pandemic. And then he took out 200 bucks and he said, I, I want to be a part of what God is doing here. And um, I didn't talk to Brother Tuttle, but the Holy Ghost has spoke to me and said there's going to be a spirit of giving. Now, I'm not one of those individuals, and don't worry, I'm not going to, amen, uh, ask for an offering here today, so nobody worry, praise God. But ladies and gentlemen, I mean, whenever he did that, I, I said, my Lord, <laughs> I, I got it in my notes. And amen, I'm usually not a note preacher, but I, I, I wrote it down because I felt the spirit of giving. And so when I got up, I was just exhorting a little bit. I was trying to get my footing. And then I looked at my wife and I said, Sister Hagen, because she's got all the money. <laughs> I said, let me borrow $200 from you because I want, I want to be a part of this. Ladies and gentlemen, make a long story short, the spirit of giving hit that church. And people began to give left and right. Hallelujah. Like I said, I'm not here to take up an offering. Amen. Don't worry. But I do believe, praise God, that in 2022, there's going to be a time when nobody has to ask. There's going to be a spirit of giving that's going to hit the life church. And when it hits this church, somebody hear me right now, just respond. When it begins to hit, amen, our local assembly, somebody just obey the Lord. You might not feel that you don't have it, but I come to tell you, amen, that God's going to put it into your hands. Amen. There are so many individuals here today, so many individuals watching online that you have testimonies that when you just simply obey the Lord and gave, he blessed you. Amen. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. Can I tell somebody God is going to do it? I said, God is going to do it because the silver belongs to him and the gold belongs to him. And in this place, the Lord said he's going to give peace. If you believe that, can you stand to your feet? Can somebody lift up your hands and somebody tell the Lord, I will obey. I will do what you have called me to do. Remain standing with me all over this house. Here in Matthew chapter 27, from the passage of scripture that we read, musicians, you could come. We find the ultimate example of the one who chose not to come down until he said, it is finished. But he did not do that without mockery, ridicule, and even temptation. Can I remind us today that the enemy will use people from outside and from inside. Matthew records that the people who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover, when they saw Jesus hanging on the cross, blasphemed, shook their heads, and said, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Sounds just like the devil, doesn't it? They probably 
really didn't know any better. Not even the thief that was on the cross who blasphemed. But then Matthew continues on to write. He said, likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him come now down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Ladies and gentlemen, those who were just passing through Jerusalem, who were from different parts of the world, who were proselytes to Judaism or ethnically Jewish, they probably didn't realize what they were saying. But these religious leaders, the chief priests, the scribes and the elders, they knew better. Yet they still were the devil's advocates. If you are the king of Israel, why don't you come down from the cross? If you really are the son of God like you say you are, why don't you come down? But ladies and gentlemen, I'm thankful that for us and for the rest of the world, Jesus did not come down. He could have, but he didn't. Brother Bennett, he could have, but he did not. And because he did not, you, are, you and I are here today. Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all people unto me. Jesus knew what he was here on earth to do. He was determined to finish it, and he did. So I just come to tell the Life Church, don't come down. The enemy is trying to come against some parents, but don't come down. The enemy is trying to come against some marriages, but don't come down. The enemy is trying to come against some young people, the pressure, this world, but don't come down. The enemy is trying to come against the life church, but I come to tell you, don't come down because what you are going through and what you have been enduring is prophetic. When Jesus endured, even the words that those who mocked him and ridiculed him, even the words that they spoke were prophetic. They were speaking words from Psalms 22 and Psalms 109. They might not have realized it, but they were speaking the destiny that God had already planned before the foundation of the world. And ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus said it was finished, when they buried him in the grave, he didn't stay there, but he came alive again on the third day. Can I tell somebody here today that the Lord can take the words and the plots and the schemes that are designed against you by the enemy and he can use it for his glory. So I come to tell somebody one more time, don't come down. I said, don't come down, Life Church. Can you lift up your hands all over this house? Can you lift up your voice all over this place? Come on, somebody, make up in your mind. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up. But I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to do. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, recommit today. I'm not going to come down. I'm not going to stop doing what God has called me to do. I'm going to keep on praying. 
I'm gonna keep on believing. I'm gonna keep on believing and trusting in God's word. I'm gonna continue to follow the leading of the spirit. I'm gonna remain obedient to what the Lord has planned and purpose for my life. I'm not gonna come down. Come on, that's it all over this house. Lift up your voice. Come on, all over this place, lift up your voice. Come on, I'm going to tell somebody that when you choose to remain crucified with Christ, somebody's going to notice it. Somebody's going to believe. And their destiny is going to be changed. Because Jesus stayed on the cross. One of the thieves who was crucified with him chose to confess his faith in Jesus as Lord instead of cursing. Because Jesus stayed on the cross, a Gentile soldier professed that Jesus was really the Son of God. Because Jesus stayed on the cross, there was a resurrection and a Pentecost. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today because Jesus stayed on the cross. Amen. When you are committed to being crucified with Christ, amen, you will help fulfill his mission. Amen. Of reconciling people back to God. Amen. His life will be seen through you. His power and grace will rest upon you and reside within you by his spirit. Can I tell somebody that when you are crucified with Christ, God is working in you and he is working through you so somebody here today make up in your mind I'm not coming down I'm not giving up I'm not giving in but I'm gonna stay where the Lord has me come on somebody amen I wonder if somebody will step out of your seat I wonder if there's anybody in this place amen that want to lift up your voice if anybody's been baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Spirit does anybody want to be filled with this spirit does anybody want to be crucified with Christ or recommit today come on somebody step out of where you are if you feel comfortable in doing so somebody just step from where you are right now if you just got to step out of the aisle I wonder can somebody come and lift up your hands somebody come and say Lord hallelujah I recommit to that say like Nehemiah I'm not coming down the enemy that's been lying to you won't you just speak what God has already declared over your life come on somebody let the enemy know I'm not coming down I'm not gonna abort the mission I'm not gonna abdicate the authority that God has given I'm not coming down come on somebody's watching Somebody's going to be reconciled to God because I remain committed. Somebody's going to be reconciled to God because I continue to endure. Come on, somebody recommit today. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet now, where Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not going to come down. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, no, 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 no,
Catholic Church. Come on, if you believe it right now, lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and say, we're not going to come down until we have victory. We're not going to give up until we have victory. We're going to see victory in the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody prayed over your marriage. Somebody prayed over your family. Somebody prayed over your children. Come on, somebody prayed over your parents. Somebody declare it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, the Lord's going to take what the enemy has tried to use against you in 2020 and 2020.